today we will be talking about striving to be a godly woman. And as always, I am Jess Tamika. The Bible gives some um, good descriptions on being a godly woman. So if you look at Proverbs and go to the 31st chapter, uh, verses 10 through 31, it reads as follows. Open thy mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. So that's that's the one before, that's, that's nine. 10 says, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth faithfully trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet light, while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She, is con she considereth the field and buyeth it with the fruit of her hands. She planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands to and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all of her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is a law of kindness. She looketh well to the way of her household and eateth not the, bridle, the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. That is the King James Version. To simplify it a little bit, I'll read the Amplified Version. And it says, She comforts, encourages, and does him only good and not evil all the days of her life. She looks for wool and flax and works with willing hands and delight. She is like the merchant ships abounding with treasure. She brings her household's food from far away. She rises also while it's still night and gives food to her household and assigns tasks to her maids. She considers a field before she buys or accepts it, expanding her business prudently. With her profits, she plants fruitful vines in her vineyard. She equips herself with strength, spiritual, mental, and physical fitness for her God-given task and makes her arms strong. She sees that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out, but it burns continually through the night. She is prepared for whatever lies ahead. She stretches out her hand to the distaff, and her hands hold the spindle, as she spins wool into thread for clothing. She opens and extends her hands to the poor, and she reaches out her filled hands to the needy. She does not fear the snow for her household, for all in her household are clothed in expensive scarlet and wool. She makes... For herself coverlets cushions and rugs of tapestry her clothing is linens pure and fine and purple wool her husband is known as this in the city gates 
where he sits among the elders of the land. She makes fine linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes to the merchants. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and her position is strong and secure, and she smiles at the future, knowing that she and her family are prepared. She opens her mouth in skillful and godly wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue, giving counsel and instruction. She looks well to how things go in her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, happy, prosperous, to be admired. Her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly and well, with the strength of character that is steadfast in goodness, but you excel them all. Charm and grace are deceptive, and superficial beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, reverently worshiping, obeying, serving, and trusting him with all-filled respect, she shall be praised. Give her of the product of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates of the city. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his most holy word. So I wanted to break down some of the characteristics of a godly woman, and I came across 10 of them. So the first is faith. Godly woman loves Jesus with all her heart. This is the foundation of her good works. Marriage is another tenet. She is a faithful bride. She loves her husband, and she is the bride of Christ. Now, for those of you ladies that are not yet married or that um, do not aspire to be married, Faithfulness can be found in Christ because we are his bride. So what are you doing to be faithful to the Lord until he sends you a husband or until, you know, he moves you otherwise? Are you taking the relationship that you have with God as serious as you would a, a marriage? Um, the godly mother is loving and her children call her blessed. She's attentive, she's kind, and she's respectful to her kids. So even if you don't have biological kids, you you may have spiritual kids. You likely have spiritual kids. Those that um, are around you, that look up to you, that are um, really just people that you pour into. And so God gave women a, a maternalistic side, and we tend to nurture people. So who are you nurturing? What does that look like for you? Um, this woman took her health uh, seriously. So she took care of her physical, mental, and spiritual needs. The godly woman understands how important it is to take care of herself as well as her family's health. God gives us this body, but it is not our own. Jesus purchased it with his death. That being said, it's also a temple. This is the temple where the Holy Ghost dwells, and the Holy Ghost is not going to dwell somewhere that's a mess. So we have to keep our temples in good shape. We have to keep it... Um, Aligned with the will of God. Oops. Uh, a godly woman can be known by her service. She serves others with love and kindness. She knows how to set boundaries and when to help with the needs of others. She is a wise steward of the gifts of God that he's given her. She doesn't take for granted the many blessings of her life. This woman is industrious and she works willingly with her hands. She doesn't groan and complain when it's time to complete her tasks. The Bible tells us that whatever your hands find to do, do it. Um, we also have heard the old adage that an idle mind is the devil's workshop. If you look back over your life and you look at all of the times that you've made reckless, maybe dumb decisions, odds are it was a time when you were bored and you maybe didn't have something better to do. So it's best not to be idle. It's best to stay busy. And when work comes up, to do it as unto the Lord, to not complain about, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to clean the house. Be grateful you have a house to clean. A woman of God is also a good manager of her home. She understands that homemaking is a ministry. In fact, your home and your family is your first ministry. And that extends into the community. I think we've grown up hearing that charity begins at home and spreads abroad. 
Um, it's absolutely true. So being a good homemaker doesn't mean that, first of all, doesn't mean you have to have a house. A home is, you know, more than a house. It could be an apartment. It could be a cottage. It could be a studio apartment. It could be a loft. But your home should be someplace that is inviting, someplace that you can relax in, someplace that's in, when you invite others that they feel comfortable and at peace and at ease in. Um, while it's good to have good housekeeping and house cleaning habits, that's not the only thing the housemaking um, needs. It needs more than just to be cleaned. It needs to be, a, the, the environment needs to be intentionally set. So prayer is a good way to do that. Praying in your home, um, reading your Bible, being welcoming when people stop by, just being open and warm. A godly woman spends her time on that which is good. She guards her heart and her mind, meaning that she's not frivolous. She's not. She's going to be careful with what she exposes herself and what she introduces to her mind and her body. So she's not one that's going to be caught up in a bunch of drama. She's someone that doesn't have time for that. She's worried about you know the things that she has on her plate and her relationship with the Lord. So if you're focused on you, you don't have time to work, work to to focus on gossip and on others. Um, a woman of God is creative and she embraces beauty and godliness. She dresses appropriately and creates a lovely and warm environment in her home, which I spoke about a little bit ago. A woman of God, um, simply put, if you give her the fruit of her hands and let her own praises work. I'm sorry, the last verse reads, give her the fruit of her own hands and let her own let her works praise her in the gates. Um, we're often told as Christians that your works speak for themselves. Your your gifts will make room for you, which is important because we don't have to go around bragging about, oh, I did this, oh, I did that, or I no, because we can't do anything without without the Lord. And so we have to understand that all of our things come from God. That He has enabled us with these gifts, with these talents, to do certain things with our talents, with our gifts. Um, that the real blessings come from Him, and so we don't brag on ourselves. We just do what God has sent us to do. We we, we we bless to be a blessing. God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. Whenever he gives us, whenever we can bless someone, whether that's through acts of service, whether that's through um, going out of our way, maybe give somebody a ride to the store, whether that's through, you know, here I thought about you and I bought you something or you see a need and you feel it. Those are all ways that we let our acts speak for God because we are his children and we, we reflect that when we're able to be blessings to others. There is another um, description of a godly woman in the Bible, and you find that in 2 Titus and um, verses 3 through 5. Now, this scripture really speaks more to the seasoned woman of God, the woman who's a little older, a little bit more mature. The King James Version of this scripture reads, The aged woman likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, to that, that the word of God be not blasphemed. And if we look at the Amplified Versions, it breaks, us down, it, breaks it down a little bit more, and it tells us that, Older women similarly are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips or addicted to much wine, teaching what is right and good, so that they may encourage the young women to tenderly love their husbands and their children, to be sensible, pure, makers of a home where God is honored, good-natured, being subject to their own husbands so that the word of God will not be dishonored. And so I think that that makes it a little bit more plain. Um, the 
Titus woman exhibits strength and endurance. She's well-rounded, she's charitable, and she provides well for her family. We also read that she is well-dressed, she's the wife of a good husband, honorable, wise, kind, and a good mother. She is praiseworthy. She attains and excels at her goals, but most of all, the thing that, 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 that is the foundation for it all, we read that she fears the Lord. So I leave you then with some food for thought. How would you describe a godly woman? Because I think that a godly woman is one who puts God, who puts God first. I mean, if we look around in today's time, there are women who put God's first. I mean, these are stiff examples to, to live up to. But if you have that, that, that um, foundation of that connection with God, if you nurture that relationship, I think it'll all fall into place. When you love God, you want to please God. You want to be used by God. And when you do that, God sets you in a position to be a blessing to other people. So you're, you're doing the work of God. You are going to find ways to stay close to God. And if you know, like I know, that idle time really is um, a way to get distracted and pulled off, off track for God, then you keep yourself busy with positive things. The Bible said, think on whatever things are lovely. So you don't want to dwell on negativity. You don't want to dwell on um, negative things or, or bad things. You want to make sure that your time is filled with positive things, things that are going to be constructive, things that are going to build you up and not tear you down. Um, the Bible tells us that, you know, a wise woman will build up her house and a foolish one will tear it down. So you want to make sure that your, that your spiritual house is built, you know, to stand against just the wiles of the devil, the wiles of the enemy. You want to make sure that the marriage that you build with somebody, because you are building something, you're not in this by yourself. You want to make sure that your marriage can withstand these things because you need to build these things with your partner. The, the relationship that you have with your spouse or your mate should parallel the relationship that God calls us to with him. It's the God's relationship. The relationship that we have with God is the model and the basis for um, a romantic relationship, really all other relationships. The other thing that I'd like to leave you with is how does being a godly woman then help you to guard your heart? So how are you guarding your heart? What does that even mean? To guard your heart means to protect yourself from uh, blatant attacks from the enemy by leaving yourself open. It, it, it means to not just leave yourself vulnerable and open to the things that the enemy... So you know that we don't do things like... Um, we're not going to cuss somebody out. We're not going to go and be mean and, and unruly just because we're, we've had a bad day. We're not going to um, engage in ungodly behaviors. We're not going to um, let anything get in the way of our worship and our time with God because that thing becomes an idol. And we know that we are not to, we are not to worship idols because our God tells us he is a jealous God. Just like wives and husbands are jealous, God wants our attention and he wants us he wants to be our only, our only, our only God, our only, he, he's the creator. Why wouldn't he be? Why shouldn't he be? And so then let's look individually on, you know, well, what does it mean to guard my heart? What do I need to guard my heart against? Do I need to guard my heart against jealousy? Do I need to guard my heart against unforgiveness? Do I need to guard my heart against um, unfriendliness? You know, these are things that are not becoming too a woman of God or, you know, a godly person at all. So take some time this week and reflect on how can you improve your relationship with God. And let's reflect on what are some realistic ways that we can begin to guard our heart. 
I thank you so much, friends, for, finish, for spending this time with me today. And as always, I am just Tamika. Talk to you next time.